I'm gonna make him an offer to gamble. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I've been around the station a few times. With the first pick in the draft. Hello and welcome to the Film Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Cunningham. We've got a very exciting episode for you guys today. And with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Jaron Heron. And he's finally, for the first time in all 14 episodes, got a good microphone. Jaron, how are you feeling today? Yeah, look, I'm here to make a formal apology to all of the listeners for the past um, 14 episodes, but also past 13 episodes, but also uh, the last two weeks uh, in specifically. I, 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 I took a risk. I tried something new. It didn't work. Um, I've had this microphone the whole time because Jacob and I bought them together like five years ago. I just couldn't find the fucking cord for it. But I put in the time. I put in the effort and we're here today. And I'm very excited for this episode. We've got a great, a great topic. It's going to be a bit of a contentious one because it's a topic I love and I have a lot of these movies rated highly um and and jacob it's a topic that you're i'd say lukewarm on obviously there's some there's some classics in there that you respect but i guess a lot of the well-regarded ones you're pretty lukewarm on is that correct yeah we're talking gangster movies today in honor of our boy marty scorsese and kills of the flower moon which will be out a few days after this episode which we're all really excited for and uh there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of gangster movies I love. I'm not going to end up with any films that I don't like on the board, but it's it's never been a favorite genre of mine, and uh, it's been a, it's, it's been a source of great shame to a lot of my friends uh, how many gangster classics uh, I'm not huge on. So this is going to be a really interesting app, but we've got two guests who I, I think are going to be really, really great for today's topics. So we are going to introduce those guys now. Uh, the first one we have is a guy I met on another show last week and uh, couldn't wait to get him on. He is... Is an, an Aussie film critic. He writes for Nova Stream and he posts 60 second reviews on his Instagram page and they're really fun. It is Nick Labarro. How you doing today, my guy? I'm good, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, Gangster Films is my forte. A movie that I'm hoping makes my, uh, my draft picks is the movie that got me into cinema at a young age. So... I think I, I think I have some uh, a wealth of knowledge coming into this. But uh, like I said, we met last week and I, I went back and listened to a lot of the episodes. And I'm a big fan of what you guys do. So I'm very appreciative if you have me on. Excited to have you, man. And Jaron, do you want to introduce our other guest today? Yeah, I would love to. Despite what I said before the podcast uh, began when we were just effing and jeffing, this is one of my very good friends. Uh, I met him at film school. Uh, he's been one of my best friends for a very long time. He's the biggest hipster we've ever had on the pod, I reckon. Uh, he is a brilliant sound artist at recording and designing. He leads the sound department on all of my films. I would genuinely be lost without him. It's a man I love and he loves movies. This is Luca. How are you doing today, mate? Good, mate. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. He doesn't even get a last name in from you? No, no, just Luca. <laughs> no. I'll take that. I'll take that. No, he's, <laughs> he's like, like Madonna, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McLovin. Yeah. It's a modernism. Seal. Modernism. Seal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> People, uh, everyone in the film industry in Perth just knows Luca. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, and Luca, a film how do you feel about gangster movies today? Yeah, really good. I was going to say, I, I literally just saw the GQ uh, video that they put up of Marty Scorsese. Literally talking through all these films and flower like flower moon. I was yeah, super excited. All right, uh, yeah, lads. I watched that as well. Really good video. Super good, yeah. So yeah, it's a deep genre. There's going to be a few Scorsese films uh, drafted today for sure, and uh, yeah. curious to see who gets what. And uh, there's probably going to be some blood shed on the battlefield today, but. Uh, yeah, all in good fun, all in good fun. So as usual, we each select five films, we have a draft order, and then it goes back and forth in a snake order, so it's all fair and equal, blah, blah, blah. So the randomizer today decided our draft order as Jaron gets the first pick, Luca has the second, Nick has the third, and as if the deck wasn't stacked against me enough, I've got the fourth pick. Uh, so it's my very few classic favorites that might even be gone before uh, we get there. So, uh, Jaron, I'm, I actually don't know what you're going to be taking with the first pick. So uh, let's get, let's kick it off. Yeah, and with the first pick, obviously, um, it, it's really good because I get the creme de la creme, the best of the best. But then I don't get another pick for fucking nine more movies. So I got to be, I got to be really good here. Um, I'm gonna cancel down on my waffling. I think I do that a bit too much on previous episodes. So I'm gonna be more concise. But I'm not taking a pre-orts classic, even though I love them. And as Nick said, I'm taking a film that got me into loving cinema at a young age. I'm taking Marty Scorsese's The Departed. Um, oh, one of my favorite films. Yeah. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> that's one. That's one of the ones. I, that was my first pick too. Yeah, that was the movie, uh, man. That's what got that's me the into movie? cinema. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm so sorry. That's all right. All right. Um, this is about Jaren. the South Boston Mafia. Um, Jack Nicholson plays um, Frank Costello with like this unhinged gravitas. He's an amazing mm. villain. The tension between Matt Damon and Leo DiCaprio when they finally like meet each other and they don't know who they are and then they do is like you, you can't get that in most action films, man. In the past 10 years, that tension is incredible. Mark Wahlberg's best performance. It's a tapestry beautifully told by Scorsese. And yeah, The Departed's one of my favorite films. I'm very sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm just, I've just got, I'm just mourning uh, my loss right now because that's my, that's my favorite, that's <laughs> my so favorite gangster sorry. film too. Gonna, and, uh, uh, I was hoping I'd maybe Public slip to it one. once the Godfathers of the world get taken, but alas, uh, me and Jaren are too aligned. And uh, Nick, I actually, I was looking at your letterbox page before this, and I saw it, the, the Departed was the only movie in your four favorites. So I'm like, okay, that's probably, oh, no. probably what he would do too. It's a bold so strategy, sorry. Cotton. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> Did it pay off? But uh, so not this time, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's, an absolute, randomizer. it's an absolute classic and definitely <laughs> yeah. something that was responsible for getting me into film as well so uh well done jaron luca i'd love to see what next. luca takes at pick number two yeah i definitely had to depart it on there but uh my first pick um i'm gonna have to go goodfellas i'm gonna have to take it Fuck. Nicely done. yeah you gonna have to do God it damn it that's my number two he's gone already damn it wasn't um, on my board of 20, but I respect the pick. Yeah, fuck. Wasn't on the that's 20? one of the Ooh. ones where no, no, no <laughs> one like, likes that's... him for this take. Oh, honestly, Don't, list, just... don't take him seriously. <laughs> I don't... It's a good movie. Goodfellas is like my top three, man. That's like, yeah. that's all yeah. time for me. I fucking love Goodfellas. I've seen it probably more than any other gangster film except The Departed yeah. on my list. There's, I love There's just so many scenes. That, yeah, there's just so many scenes in it that I just remember and I just think back to and just go, oh my God, they're just so good, you know? Oh, Goodfellas invented cinematography. Do you um do you like Goodfellas, Nick? You Goodfellas man? Love Goodfellas, man. I, and it's yeah. so funny because like I was listening to Brett Goldstein's podcast Hell yeah. a few weeks ago and he has this thing with his oh, guests. So good. If they bring up Goodfellas, that he'll be like, there is it's like a challenge. Like anytime <laughs> Goodfellas is on the TV, you can watch it from any point and it's a oh, fantastic movie oh, yeah. no matter where you start. Like Goodfellas is I so love. fucking good. Mm. Took I love me three to viewings with. to get through it's it the first podcast. time, and I fell asleep a couple times. But it is a good oh, movie, and I get why people oh, love it. Oh, fuck. Oh, these aren't hot takes, dude. Is this going to be like the, all night? Is this no, no, unfair. no. How long the departed? Fuck. These aren't hot takes, bro. These are boiling oh, takes. Just, Holy it's shit. Made after, it's made after 1999, so Jacob can't pay full attention to it. <laughs> All right, Nick, Jay, what have you Joe got Pesci for pick number is phenomenal three? in that movie. Uh, yeah, Nick, let's take the mic away from me. Is it, are we going triple <laughs> Scorsese? We are not going triple Scorsese. I'm going 1992, uh, the debut feature of Mr. Quentin Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, um, good one. Ooh, I nice. think for me personally, that's my favorite Tarantino film. And that's like saying like, you know, what your favorite child is. You love them all equally, except you do have that one favorite. And for me, that's Reservoir Dogs. But like, except predominantly, I mean, jury stick out on that one but it's it's like predominantly single location it was like one of those movies where like dialogue hadn't been written like that in a film almost ever and i'm not saying like i wasn't born in 92 so i you know can't say much about what the impact was at the time but like just the way these characters interact with each other it's such a simple premise simple execution and those performances are everything and it's just it's the movie that like made gangsters cool and you you associate that like skinny black tie suit and uh, like jacket sort of look with fucking gangsters. So I think Reservoir Dogs is. I'm glad I got that on the list. Now that is a yeah. film I absolutely love QT, as well. Yeah. QT was and working at a video store and self-funded that, which is an incredible story in itself. Crazy he, story. He just hey. knew its potential. Yeah. So great good. film. Great pick. All right. Now for me, uh, speaking I've still got some stuff I love on the board hundred percent and having two picks in a row means I get to double down on that, which is really, really exciting. My heart is broken with the departed, but uh, the other part of the film in my top two is still alive. We've talked about the skinny tie and black jacket. We've talked about Quentin Tarantino. I'm taking Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, me and Jaren had a little bit of discussion before it. the show, whether this counts, but I think it definitely counts. You know, Marcellus yes. Wallace's looming figure uh, looms over the entirety of that picture. And, um, that sort of uh, interchanges in my top three favorite Tarantino films. And uh, he did so much for, yeah, like you said, making gangsters cool and hitmen cool and everything like that. And what cooler hitmen are there in cinema than Jules and Vincent? Like, 
I I carried around a bad motherfucker wallet for like ten years until I finally <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. grew, grew up. That's and um, yeah, it's just it's an incredible tapestry. It changed cinema. It's the the defining film of the 1990s for a lot of people, and uh, it probably is for me as well. So I'm pretty happy taking that with my first pick. I'll have to say so, quickly yeah. first out that our discussion pre-podcast wasn't. Uh, like I wasn't devil's advocate. I was also saying pop fiction, you know, definitely counts. And I think the Marcellus Wallace looming over everything was one of my points also. And pulp yeah. fiction is, uh, it's, it's great. I have a massive hand drawn pulp fiction poster in my kitchen at home. Um, uh, and I have a display of it as well. It's one of my favorite films and I'm not happy you've taken it, but, um, I'm, I'm glad you've got a decent film on your list. Yeah, exactly. So that's been my worry for the app. Are people going to vote for me? Because I'm probably going to have the most left field list here. But I'm I'm sticking <laughs> with the classics for now. Um, so my choice now is I'm taking a Scorsese movie, and there are two I'm choosing between right now. Um, mm-hmm. Goodfellas, I was never going to pick, so I've sort of still got the pick of the letter <laughs> for me. Besides the Departed, besides the Departed, um, pour one out for that. Uh, Jaron keeps saying I won't watch movies past 1999, which is just bullshit. So I am <laughs> going to take a movie from the 90s, 1995 to be exact. I'm taking Casino, no, which I think I think Casino it. does a lot of what Goodfellas does, but dare I say better? Ooh. Look, I'm not, you know, maybe that's not for me to say, but I'm just it's a I'm great just, movie. Just it's food for thought. Movie. Food for thought. I think it is just incredibly entertaining. Maybe, maybe it's not as dark and deep and everything but i just think this is such a fun gangster film and the scene where like joe pesci's final scene in the movie is like brutal like that's some of the best stuff scorsese's ever done uh sharon stone comes in and has a lot of fun uh james wood's another great he's given some great gangster performances but he's really great in this one too but um yeah casino i think is upper echelon scorsese for me and dare i say a little underrated even uh in, in his gangster canon but uh yeah i think goodfellas just cast such a big shadow over yeah. it like that's yeah. that's the biggest issue yeah. like, casino is because they are quite similar great in a lot of ways. Oh, totally yeah, yeah i don't even think it's that much of a hot take to say that casino dare may be better than goodfellas i think they're both like masterpieces casino like mm-hmm. you said nick i think that maybe it lies in the shadow of goodfellas but it is every bit like as good it's so great I've, i watched totally. a video with like you know those react videos on youtube i watched a um casino enforcer reacts and he went to he watched the movie casino and a lot of those images a lot of those um uh scenes and he said it was like it was the movie that got it correct like how in the 90s yeah. they would act mm. when people would find cheat like the bring him into the other room and and for like telling making them confess and then breaking their fingers he was like i've done that and a lot of which is so dark, but it's so cool that that's true. And Pesci and, and De Niro are so fucking good. Like, I think Sharon Stone might be one of the best female performances in any Scorsese movie. Um, yeah. yeah, Casino is in my top six, and um, yeah, great. It's kind of a unique yeah. sort of like perspective on the gangster movie, like just this this low yeah. level casino enforcer. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. What it, happens yeah. if a gang buys a casino? The inner workings of that. Like, there aren't up, yeah. many movies like that. All right, moving oh, yeah. on, Nick. You've got your second pick. Uh, this is your genre. I'm a big fan of your first one. What do you got next? Well, I'm going a little bit what I don't think people would associate with gangster film, but it absolutely 110% is. And we'll it's be the judge from... of that. <laughs> yeah, and I hope you judge harshly, but I hope you also love this fucking movie because it's from the late, great John Singleton, 1991's Boys in the Hood. That movie is fucking That's in my top ten. Three three boys in Crenshaw all uh, growing up together. Cuba Gooding Jr. gives a fantastic performance. I wouldn't say it's the best performance of his career, but it's up there. I will say Ice Cube's best performance. Uh, He is absolutely incredible in that film. The disrespect Uh, to 21 Jump Street. I mean, hey. The disrespect to um, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube go in the back of Conan's car. That's true. That's true. And ride along too, of course. Yeah. Um, no, not even going to dignify that that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but the but like the main thing is that by the end of that movie, uh, and I guess slight spoilers if you haven't seen it, but when Ricky gets gunned down, like the emotional impact that had on me after watching that film was immense. And then that title card at the end that tells you. Uh, that Doughboy Ice Cube's character was murdered two weeks later. And, like all you wanted was for these guys to get out of this this fucking gang ridden hood, uh, and, and they didn't. Like yeah, it's just such an accurate and haunting representation of what what that life can be like. Uh, and John Singleton, man, is such a like he, I don't think he's a director who gets talked about enough. He made that um, so young too. He like I don't know, I, man. I it was ninety one and what John Singleton. 
like third, like 32, I think he made it or something like that. So like, so, yeah. man, unreal. Hey, so yeah. great, great movie. Yeah, Ricky had the X ticket, movie. man. Ricky had when, the when ticket. I, when, I, when I first watched that, I watched it as a kid and I knew nothing about it. And going in, I thought it was a comedy for some reason because I knew nothing oh, about no. it. So, um, this is the Ice Cube, right? On the, like, yeah, you know, I was he, like, Ice Cube yeah. is called Boys in the Hood, like a hangout yeah. movie. And I watched it when I was like 12 and I'm like, fucking ruined my day. What a film. I loved, um, I loved Like Mike when I was like five years old. And then I watched Boys yeah. in the Hood because I knew Morris Chestnut was in it. And then <laughs> seeing Ricky get done, gunned down, I think that changed me like forever. I think oh, that man. I think that changed me as a person. Yeah, that's some, that's some tear and juicy shit, That was in shit, my top man, 10. But... I really thought that maybe that would slip. I didn't, I didn't, uh, like you said, I don't think it's something everyone associates with it. I thought it would slip and I'd get it, but Thank Jeremy's you. banking on people on it being underrated, but Nick is here with the <laughs> juice. Yeah, fuck, Nick's not playing around. <laughs> no fucking around here, boys. <laughs> All right, Luca, pick number Luca, seven. What, what do you got? got for us? Oh, it's gonna be a tricky one. I'm thinking. Oh, you know, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Irishman. I'm gonna do it. Fuck. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the other one I was waiting. Fuck. Great. That would have been one of my next ones. Yeah. Just love Shit. this film. Oh my God. I, the Irishman the, is such man. a good like envelope closer to the mob genre over the past 40 or yeah. 50 years, right? They shouldn't yeah. bother the making very... any more after it, to be honest. Oh. Genuinely, they shouldn't. Like the way that we've like, idol- like you've been saying, they made gangsters cool. People thought they were cool. People idolized them. And the way mm. the Irishman mm. ends with um, Robert De Niro's character sitting alone in a oh, room and someone, dude, they come in shot. and they're like, can you tell us it's about so these guys? It's just... And he's like, no, I'm not telling you about them. I'm swore to secrecy. And they're like, no, dude, no one's left. No, yeah, no, no one, one is no left. left. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not saying anything. And yeah, like and you said, shell, that shot, like, the nah. slow pull out mm. to him sitting. Oh my God, man. The scene where he's such room, a man. fucking good film. <laughs> the yeah, scene where he finds out, like, he's like, oh, your lawyer's dead, man. And he's like, who, who did it? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, what, a, what a line. It's like, cancer, bro, cancer. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's yeah, gone. Jesus. I think I think a lot of films... Yeah. Uh, real quick, I think a lot of films have tried to sort of do that and demythologize the gangster and really mm. show mm. it for the shit lifestyle it is. And I think the Irishman is one of the few that actually nailed it. Mm. Oh yeah, and it needed three and a half hours to do that. That's the thing. You got to build these guys up, and like you said, then close the envelope on the whole genre. Basically, like it's just so fucking good. Mm. I think also something that's rarely seen in gangster movies or it's kind of touched upon is what it does to their families. And I think the storyline mm. with Anna Paquin, even though she didn't have as much screen time as as maybe she, she could have, I think the storyline with Anna Paquin, like not talking to him and not wanting anything to do with him and him like just standing there alone and cold, like the one thing he loved more than anything, but he never got to say it because he was so wrapped up in, in, in what he was doing is so heartbreaking, man. Mm. Great film. Mm. All right, Jaron, keep us going. You got two in a row. The pressure is on. Yeah, I I love having two in a row. Um, honestly, I hate it. I'm always picking. <laughs> I love it because I'm always picking between two generally. But now I'm like, I get both of these. I guess. Uh, I mean, there's three that I'd really like to take now, but I'm going to take two of them. Um, so I'm also taking one that isn't maybe seen immediately as a gangster film, like an iconic gangster film, but it certainly is a gangster film. I'm taking The Raid Two. Oh. <laughs> that, that was my nice. next pick too nice. you son of a bitch great yeah. pick the raid to like so the raid the first raid is one of the best action movies ever made indonesian um action movie by gareth evans and the raid to takes everything the first one does well and and puts it on another mm. level and including that is instead of like it being a bottle movie it, it opens the story up to this like glorious constant moving part uh gangster storyline where he goes undercover like Allah the departed and and mm. has to feed information and and it does that so well and it's ridiculously compelling they didn't just chuck it into a storyline for the sake of it it is ridiculously uh compelling eco yuayas is so good at being like nervous and and, and unhinged and yeah, that dude. scene which, which is done a lot in gangster movies but i think it's done so well on the raid too where he gets into the room and turns on the radio and is just panically trying to find all of the bugs in the room before he can talk to someone because mm. this movie so brutally because it is a raid film shows what happens to people that snitch in this gang and it is so fucking brutal it's got two of the best henchmen in film history baseball bat guy and hammer girl yeah. Um, the Raid Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. Might be one of the best action movies ever made. 
I think it has a more compelling mob narrative than a lot of these classics, and it just so happens to be an action masterpiece as well. Mm. Jaren's yeah. gunning directly for my vote with this list so far, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh my god. So uh, Gareth uh, Evans, who made Gareth Evans, who's like the writer and director of these as well, this was the original script that he made before the raid as well. Yes. This was the movie he wanted to make, right? But obviously he was like, no one's gonna fund the two and a half hour mobster film set in Indonesia. So he was like, let's make a fucking sick action movie and then build the world after that, which is awesome. Like it's a filmmaking underdog it story is. almost as well. And what I also think is great is that the first raid he pitched in the US and no one would fund it. So he How went to Indonesia and pitched it there and they funded it. And the first raid did so well that he so got offered by multiple studios in the US to go over there and film the raid too and they would fund it. And he said, fuck you. And he continued yeah, filming the raid. So. And, he, and he, he signed on to Indonesia to do the raid too because they so didn't, they didn't, the US didn't believe in him. So fucking good for you, man. This is a non-Indonesian speaker going over there and filming it entirely mm. in a foreign language, which is also incredibly impressive. Straight up, the um, filmmaker who's done the most for the Indonesian film industry in the last 20 years is a chubby genuinely. Welsh dude. Like, <laughs> what a legend. I know oh, we don't want to tangent too much, but have you seen his segment in VHS 2 as well, the horror segment no, he does? Dude, what? Fucking I've awesome, seen man. every anthology movie. It's the best. It's the yeah. best part of VHS too, and it, yeah, right. definitely worth checking out. I'm gonna check that. I've out I've seen too. the first VHS, awesome. but I didn't know he did one on the second one. I got to check mm. that out. Jared's yeah, making an anthology feature right now, so it's in yeah. research as well. Like he just he's stuck in in that. Yeah, it's fucked up in the best way. Yeah, that'll be right. good research. I got to check that. All right, so my next pick. <laughs> uh, my next pick. Uh, there's two big. Big boys that haven't been taken yet, and I know that they're probably going to fall to me because I know they're not as popular with some people in the chat. So I'm going to take one <laughs> that I think is still in my top like six or seven and I know is more popular. I'm going back to The Homeland, and I'm taking Animal Kingdom by David Michaud. Oh, Stop boy. taking my films! Oh, my God! Yes. I hate you so much right now. You've ruined this <laughs> episode for me. This movie, man. Oh, oh. oh so good. It gave us Are You Talking to the Cops, Mate? by Ben yeah. Mendelsohn. Uh, <laughs> You've been talking to the cops, man. God, man, that was terrifying that film. The Australian cast they built for this, Ben Mendelsohn, oh, Joel Egerton, Guy Pearce, Luke Ford, Jackie Weaver, Sully. What a great cast. And it's, it's so um, oh, my God, it's such a great crime story with this big Australian cartel family. Uh, one of the children from, like, an estranged child that didn't want any part in the gang has to go and live <sighs> with his family after his parents die. And he's as, as soon as he comes in, he's seen as immediately suspect. He's such a great performer. Uh, it's 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 so thrilling. It's so tense. It's one of the best movies to come out from Australia in the past twenty years. One hundred percent. One of my favourite Australian movies. And uh, I think the only one I've seen that does Australian crime like really, really, uh, really well and not tongue in cheek. It's fully serious, mm. which is great. Great voice Animal movie. Kingdom fans, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think it just Big spawned time. a decade yeah, yeah. where all we did was make like shitty crime dramas that just didn't like hold a candle <laughs> yeah. to this one. Um, one of the great Aussie films, and uh, you you literally just took what would have been my next two picks. I'm so, so sorry. um, no, well, Jaren, no, Jaren's been saying to me all week, I've given up on getting your vote for this app because you don't like The Godfather, and now he comes and picks all the actual shit I like. You cheeky bastard. <laughs> The, All right, the Godfather and the Godfather 2 are, are high on my list. How have uh, they not been taken that really close. What's I was going just on here? Oh. They'll get there. They'll get I'm there. I'm flabbergasted. Luca, what right. are you taking? What have you got for us, Luca? All right, I'm going to take... Ooh, yeah, I'm going to have to take it because it's been high on my list. I just love this film. Um, favorite guy, Richie film ever. I'm going to take Snatch. Nice. Oh, yes. Nice. Love it. Love it. Just you like dags. Oh, you like dags? <laughs> 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 Jacob doesn't look happy over there. Jacob, what do you think? That's another. That's another one on my picks as well. Um, yeah, snake I there, I love, I love, what I love Jacob doesn't Richard. know is actually uh, we all jumped on well before you. It was like let's just pick everything he likes yeah, and make him make him pick the Godfather films. Gaslighting <laughs> you into thinking like. that people don't actually yeah, like. Nick hacked Jacob's much. laptop, got his letterbox password, yeah. and we all yeah. his list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Snatch Rolls, one of my favorite mm. Brad Pitt performances. And I do like Dags. <laughs> Great pick. Nick, what have you got? Uh, I got to go a classic. Uh, it is not one of the Godfather films, but it is like a quintessential gangster film. Uh, and that is the remake of Scarface starring Al Pacino. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. It's iconic, man. Like that—that is—that yeah. is, that is his performance. I know a lot of people will also argue Dog Day Afternoon is one of his best performances, but Scarface is like a neck and neck. But that is—that to me is just like an epic crime saga. Like you talk about Goodfellas, and you talk about like these gangster movies that span a whole person's life. Basically, mm-hmm. like we get that in Scarface, the man chasing the American dream and falling, falling face first into a mountain of white powder to get it. So, um, but also incredibly, uh, I think more like these days talked about, but was underrated performance from Michelle Pfeiffer as well. Yeah. I think she's like fantastic in that movie, but, um, back when Brian De Palma was like, just absolutely hitting home runs every time. That, that's one where it, he it's really also pure excess, and yeah. I wouldn't cut a yeah, second yeah. of it. It's no, also exactly. screenplay by Oliver Stone, who was on a fucking yeah. roll in the eighties and nineties. Oh, Oliver Stone's eighties and nineties runs is like an old time filmmaker's run. Man. Absolutely. And Scarface, Scarface is in there. Platoon, mm. JFK. Like he just oh. didn't miss back then. Mm. All right. Uh, what have we got next, Jacob? Hit us. Oh, it's me, isn't it? All right. Well, after um, probably three of my next four picks were taken, <laughs> maybe maybe about oh, Snatch wasn't as high, but I do love that movie. All right. I've got – so the board opens up a bit here. I mean, I think The Godfather 1 and 2 are like clear next picks, but not for me because I'm not really big on those films. Uh, so the board's really opened up for me. The, into There's a lot of films here that I sort of love equally. Uh, the one sitting on top for me that I'm going to take first is an underrated uh, gangster flick that, uh, you know, stars one of the gangster movie goats. And uh, I'm taking Carlito's way with Al Pacino. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Nice pick. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I talked about this a lot on when we I did a show on my other podcast about Brian De Palma. And, uh, we yeah, we're on Double De Palma. And uh, this is one of my favorite films of his. I'd probably, like maybe even top three and i just think it's such an underrated gangster film because it's from the perspective of someone who's sort of trying to get out of the life and it's not like an innocent person getting pulled in like we see in the godfather and goodfellas and stuff like that it's a guy who's lived that life and he's genuinely trying to leave it but just like shit out of his control like he has to stay in it to protect people he loves and everything so it's really interesting and almost tragic gangster movie despite having all of De Palma's like excess and stuff like that and it's one of the great Pacino performances and I think a really really underrated one yeah oh yeah all right uh so the crowd goes wild for that one I'm gonna take my second pick now it was on my list I was letting you talk so I can like reevaluate my fucking list now like shit 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 (laughs) all right uh my next pick uh, is – all right, let's do it. Let's go I'm, – I'm just doubling up on the direct, the last two directors that were picked, and I'm going to take what is actually my favorite Guy Ritchie movie, and that is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Ooh. Barrels. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes. I love Snatch, and Snatch is maybe more of a gangster movie, but Lock, Stock is just – it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I just posted it out last week um, as I'm doing that list. Uh, uh, it's one of the movies that got me into movies, and I think it's one of the most entertaining crime flicks ever. It's just about these like this group of losers who inadvertently get in way too deep when they try to rip off a group of gangsters, and uh, it sort of makes fun of tropes and creates new ones and sort of created a genre, the genre that is the wisecracking Guy Ritchie comedy. I love the way it sort of uh, uses subtitles for the Cockney slang and everything like that um, mm. and introduced us to a lot of people who would go on to become big stars. Like you got Dexter Fletcher in there. You got, um, Jason. I mean, Vinnie Jones was already yeah. pretty big when that came out, but he just absolutely owns that movie. So um, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies ever and didn't immediately jump out to me as a gangster movie, but I think it absolutely is. Totally. I, yeah, I mean, I'm like, going to do a Jacob here. No, you go, Ooh. Nick, please. Oh, no, I was just going to just uh, second the sentiment of just being like that. That movie, I think, especially with Vinnie Jones, brought him into a mainstream. Like he was huge in the mm, UK yeah. for sure. But I think it also brought a different type of crime movie, especially in a time where the American gangster movie was so big. Like Scorsese had domination over that cinematic market. Whereas, yeah, this brought in a whole new people don't associate it with a gangster film because it's not the clean cut suit wearing Italian mm. mafia. It's this gritty fucking cockney, like dead shit sort of gangsters. And it's, it was just un, like really refreshing, especially mm. as like, you know, as I'm sure as we all were watching them in the early two thousands, when we caught lock stock for the first time, it's like, Oh, this is something completely different. I think this and Pulp Fiction are two of probably the most ripped off movies of the nineties. Totally. For better yeah. and for worse. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Jacob here and just say in terms of my style and preferences personally, I'm not huge on Lockstock. Um, it's not. Yeah, I don't really like it that much. I appreciate what it did, um, and how different it was, and I really like the performances. The performances are fucking great. Jason Statham steals every scene he's in in that film, as does Vinnie Jones. Um, but I'm not I'm not huge on it. Um, I think it's kind of like a pop fiction ripoff, but not as good. But uh, I yeah, uh, how how do you take it? Your statement has been noted. Nick, what do you got for us next? Um, I'm holding off on the big picks because there is a movie here where I think has a more memorable scene than anything that is in the first two Godfather films. Um, And that scene takes place in a Russian bathhouse and involves naked men fighting the fuck out of each other. David Cronenberg's Eastern Promises, man. That movie Movie is just brutal. And it's, it's not even just brutal with its violence thematically it is like just it's like a sickening movie as well but it allows Viggo Mortensen to just absolutely run rampant like it's funny because I was gonna say run rampant with a really subdued performance but that's what it is like he's just this he's this gangster who has so much repressed fucking hatred and anger and he gets to let that out on these like fucking sex trafficking fuckwits so um and it, it's inter- it was interesting because I think it was Cronenberg for himself as a director in that that early 2000s 2010s phase trying to show people he's just not the, he's not just the body horror director um and that string of movies he did as well because he did uh, history of violence as well if i recall correctly yeah. so you know what i mean like and again with vigo so but like that could also promises, be picked man, today that film could definitely could definitely <laughs> pop up but eastern promises out of those two man that movie and that that bathhouse scene is like iconic it's just so so brutal. What maybe the most iconic Vigo Dong scene, and there are several of them. Man loves yeah, showing one the dong, the and you know, how, if I had his dong, I'd do it too. But I don't. So. I've been in Good the same dong. room Good as dong. his dong, <laughs> and I could feel it. I could feel it. Him and Michael Fassbender, uh, man, they're just having a oh. dong off right now. You just know it. We got to go. Defoe's in there. Cinematic too. dongs draft <laughs> one day. Dong draft. Me and Jaron will have some things to say about that topic. Oh yeah, we got some. We've been talking about cinematic dongs for a good 10 years now. It'd be a good list. I'm glad people are having the conversation, man. That's it. it just hasn't been talked about enough. There are a few of us out there fighting the good fight. And uh, speaking of fighting the good fight, Luca, is someone going to finally take the Godfather? What do you got for us? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Godfather one. I'm going to do it. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Had it. to go. It had to go. I love that we're at the point now where it's like it's got to be done. It's got to like, be done. <laughs> I'm it's thinking about there, taking it. It's just sitting there. Like, <laughs> just gonna take it. Godfo. So what makes you on go that, with one over two? <laughs> I don't know. I just right. think like that. That was the original, and it was just so like oh my god. Just love so much about it. Even even just sound stuff as well. There's just so many good scenes in there where they just use it so beautifully and just yeah. I think the performances as well and the writing. It's just yeah. I just love it. I think I'm probably one over two as well, actually. So points yeah. in Lucas' column on that one. But one of the Godfather films is off the. I definitely. I hope I didn't coerce you into that. No, no, no. It's it's definitely on my list. It was on there, but I thought honestly, I thought it was going to get taken already. I was pretty surprised yeah, it was still yeah, there. I'm, went low. I'm it shocked. Went low. Uh, Jaron, what do you you got two picks in a row to close out your list? Yes, I am taking um the best Godfather film. I'm doubling up on Coppola. The Godfather <laughs> 3. No, the Godfather part <laughs> 2. <laughs> the Godfather oh, and the, these movies are like in my my close knit friendship group at home. These movies are like synonymous with me. People buy me like Godfather paraphernalia every year. I have a huge collection. I fucking love these movies. Um and mm. I think upon rewatch The Godfather 2 to me um does everything that The Godfather does really well in one storyline and then adds a whole nother depth to it it adds some length as well which is always really compelling so straight off Vito is dead and Michael has to take over his family and he's never run the family before also this like secret Italian mafia this secret family who have always worked in the shadows and been really private is thrown into the public speculation they have to go to court and defend themselves over what happened in part one they're making everything that took place in part one they're being accountable for it which every good sequel does it doesn't ignore that so this family has never experienced that public scrutiny and they have to go through that which is which is really interesting i haven't really seen a gangster film 
uh, do that very often, nor as well as The Godfather 2. And then on the other side of that, you've got De Niro reprising the role of Vito, which was so iconic. And De Niro is, dare I say it, as good as Vito Corleone um, as the original I'd even say uh, better. An- another Oscar winner. Mm. Yeah, potentially he's another Oscar winner. It's one of his very finest performances. Um, this was, we, we follow him when his family was nothing. He's just come to America and he's trying to find his way. He's trying to build up. And this doesn't take the classic, you know, person like, uh, you know, your Goodfellas route where you're you're a young kid and you you weasel your way into a gang as like a, a low level like assistant and then an enforcer and then a leader. You can see that this man has such gravitas and such power that he he rises really really quickly. And to gain everything in the mafia, he has to lose everything, which he spent the movie yeah. gaining, like his wife and, and and his family. And um, honestly, at the start of the movie, he has like a crisis of conscience where he won't do something. And by the end, you see him stick to his values but also cross that line which is really compelling it's a really great downfall because you know the inevitable you know what he becomes but watching him transform into that is so fucking compelling so um and and they're edited so well like they're every every, Mm. you can tell that the editing is specifically Mm. planned there are so many like dissolves and transitions which just line up so fucking perfectly because they fucking planned it Um, like when Vito's mustache becomes a tree that's the first one, brother. <laughs> That's but, yeah, but still, it's like he's, Dude, yeah, he's one tapestry. <laughs> they learned. It's... They said, you know what? This time, let's not let a mustache become a tree. Um, and that's why The Godfather 2 is better. And that, that's actually why movies. I'm not big on the film. I think that's just too silly for a film like this. It doesn't belong there. It knocks it down to a um, 7 out of 10. And you didn't you draw know. the line at turning oranges into monster teeth as well. You thought that wasn't silly enough. Either, yeah. as, you know? Look, it's all. I think... it's, a, it's a ridiculous film. Uh, <laughs> just for the for the audience, for the audience who doesn't know, I like The Godfather films. I, I, I get yes. why they are significant in cinema just not history. Enough. You don't like I them just, enough. I don't, I don't particularly care about the characters. All the what's going on in them. But, also, you know, it's fucking ten o'clock way. at night, and Jaron just made me want to throw on a three and a half hour movie like right now. I'm gonna get up yeah, flat thirty for work. I'm like, shit, I'm like, man, I, I could watch the Godfather two right it. now. That was beautifully put by Jaron. Was... I'm gonna cut down on my waffling, Heron. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm bashing no, this it, film, and I didn't it, think it was gonna be great. I thought Luca might say, psyched me up. I'm ready. Sold me on it. All right, and you've got another pick. Oh God. Yes, I've got one more pick. I won't waffle on about this one too much, but I am taking uh, another gangster movie, which again isn't completely synonymous with the gangster brand. It's another foreign film. It's another three-hour film. I'm taking City of God. Oh, nice. I, Fuck, a big fine. blind yeah. spot for me. I actually have sorry, seen. Nick. Don't I'm be sorry. sorry. It's such a good movie, dude. Oh. oh, man. City of God kind of revolutionized the way that you can make a low-budget film. And this was early 2000s because it's shot like a documentary. It's shot like found footage. And yet everything is so fucking deliberate. These performances, which is a mix of actors and, and people on the street that volunteered to be in the film for free, it's such guerrilla filmmaking. So except good, man. It's not just a 90-minute slop-together guerrilla film. This is a three-hour really poignant epic that... Uh, spans like spans like half a generation and you watch these characters you get like you don't fall in love with any of these characters because you like them and you see what this fucking um this environment does to these people and no one that you really want ends up making it alive or do they question mark it's such a brutal Mm. film it's great about love it's also great about art the main character finds his way through the gangs by becoming a photographer and becoming like gang photographer and he loves environmental photography and that whole side of it is also really beautiful juxtaposing this like really grim gangster scene with this man that this this kid actually that just loves like creating art and finds that and and finds that Mm. path to get him out of there great film that opening shot of City of uh, so one of the opening shots of City of God is when the camera goes from them trying to escape and flips over to the gang or the, the gang of people oh rushing them God. is like still, it's, I think about that shot all the time, man. That movie is all, oh it's, my a, God, it's so a goat good, movie. Yes, I feel so bad for having seen one. that. I've been, I've been into film for 10 years. Why haven't I gotten around to City of God? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, are you seen City of God? No, I <laughs> at least nick's seen it at least nick's seen it oh, i knew so jacob good, hadn't seen it but i was hoping someone had thank you nick for validating me <laughs> luca what do you got to round out your list brother what film have you seen <laughs> <laughs> well i thought i was thinking like staying mainstream but then i thought i might go with a more personal pick you know something that i saw when i was younger 
and which I guess I, I kind of have to argue it is a gangster film, but it's also a bit of a kind of heist and a robbery and an action all sewn into one. Um, but I do love this film. Um, so I'm going to go with the 1969 edition, oh, well, version of The Italian Job. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Because yep. I just, Very good this, one. yeah, I love the film. I just, the, the idea of just red minis like flying through Italy and just all that kind of stuff. I just, oh, love this film. So good. That's you'd such get more a points from me if you picked the Mark Wahlberg one, but oh, what are you going to do? You know, no, the goat. No, no, I'm, joking. Even, I'm, joking. No. I'm joking. I'm still waiting for the sequel side. What are they going to do? The Brazilian oh, job, geez. like 15 years ago. The Brazilian job. Wahlberg. Let's do the Vietnamese job. Fucking guy. That's good. That's fucking good. Oh fuck! I think it's the second. I was like, oh shit, yeah. Let's just, if Fuck. Mark Wahlberg was in the 1969 Italian job, it would have gone down differently. All right. Let's just say that. It would have gone down differently. <laughs> would have been a lot of blood spilled in that red mini that day, I'm telling you. <laughs> Shout outs to Mark Wahlberg, friend of the show. Uh, all right, Nick. <laughs> Not anymore. Do you want to close out your list for us, I'm, Nick? I'm going to close out my list and I'm going to, I'm going to go against the, the whole point of the draft is to try and pick the best draft because I'm looking at a certain lists here and going, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to be able to compete. And I don't think the Godfather is going to, uh, to get me over the line. So I'm going to pick a movie that I think is board anyway. severely underrated. Oh, it is too. Anyway. So <laughs> fuck me. Um, so, <laughs> uh, there was a previous episode I was listening to you boys where I think Jake, you made a comment about how Andrew Dominic used to be a good filmmaker. And I would agree with that because I genuinely think killing them softly is Ooh, highly yes. underrated. Uh, good one. It is a, it is a 90 minute thrill ride. That is just punchy to the point. A poker game gets fucking run over by these two dingbats who don't realize they've like picked off a mafia or a gangster poker game. And it is just the snowball effect of shit that they go through. But I also think it's, one of uh, Brad Pitt's like most just like low key underrated performances. And he's a great actor, man. Like he's, he's in so many good films, but he just gets to kind of be a little bit darker in this film as, as, as Jackie. Uh, and I think this movie uses uh, unlike Zack Snyder uses slow motion really well. Um, just the, these shots of like shotguns going off in the rain and shit. Just it, again, like we were talking about, the difference with some movies glorify gangsters and and uh, then denounce the myths of them. This one kind of glorifies them in a gritty way, but it does make everything look cool. And I think Killing Them Softly, man, if you haven't seen it, 90 minutes just fucking punts you in the face. It's a, it's a good gangster movie. It is a good movie. Dude, this guy comes in, picks an underrated cool movie and makes a Zack Snyder drive by it. We got to keep getting this guy on the show. Oh my God, he's coming back. He's coming back. I do he's, think that... I. I'm a big fan of Killing Them Softly. I do feel mm. it's like a 45-minute short film shot in 120 FPS. Like the entire Yeah, thing. no, I get but that. Like yeah, like you said, <laughs> it is glorious. It is glorious. The way they mm. also use um, they use haze and they use um, like mm. uh, SFX blood, it's so violent, um, but it's yeah. not matter-of-fact, which is which I also love. It's not um, super... Um, uh, I've, I've lost all ability to It's not to like the, for the sake of it. You know, it's, it's not good. trying. No. Yeah, yeah. It's not gratuitous um, mm. and it's not big explosions and dramatic music. It's just someone gets fucking stabbed through the heart just in, in one shot of close-up and drop dead. And it's I'm not explaining it very well, but it's super violent. And yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's just a different type of violence to like than everything we've seen. Even even Scorsese's gangster violence does have this heightened feel to it. Whereas yeah, this just I'd is almost like say death is death in this movie. Yeah, I'd almost say it's not cinematic, but that's not a nod yeah. to it. It's no, like they, no, do, totally. they did that deliberately because it feels like you're watching a man get murdered. It doesn't feel like you're yeah. watching a movie where someone's killed. It feels like you're in a room watching someone get murdered, which I think I just really want to rattle off some of this cast as well, as well. Just fucking Brad Pitt, Scoot McNary, Ben Mendelsohn, Gandafini, Richard Jenkins, Ray Liotta, Sam Shepard. Like this has a fucking cast in it as well. Scoot McNary, an underrated that guy actor so of the 2010s. Underrated. So underrated. Like, just, there's a period there he's popping up and everything. He's like, hey, Scoot, that guy. <laughs> How you doing, bro? All right. Who's um, fucking called Scoot? Get a real name. Yeah, <laughs> Imagine being named Scoot. <laughs> oh, uh, my beautiful baby boy. Let's call him Scoot. Scoot. <laughs> Imagine being named Noodles. Shout out to the protagonist of Once Upon a Time in America. A film that will not be drafted on this episode because I will not be taking it. Um, and I'm going to close out the show. Uh, 
There's another great Andrew Dominic gangster movie that I could take. I'm not quite going to take it, but I'll shout it out. And definitely when we get to honorable mentions, but uh, I'm just going to take my favorite movie left on the board. And it's one that um, I don't think I've ever talked to Jaron about this movie. So I don't know if he's seen it or how he feels about it, but uh, I think it's a really entertaining movie. Also shout out to former guest and friend of the show, Gull, who said we take too long to introduce the films we're drafting. So I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> um, thanks, Gull. We're taking uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, brother. Uh, I'm going to be taking the Wachowski's debut band. Uh, which I think is an underappreciated as a gangster movie. Um, it's sort of more seen as this lesbian romance type thing, but the whole second act of the film is this like money deal gone wrong because Joey Pants, who Joe Pantoliano for the uninitiated, uh, is a dude who was born to play a mobster. And he, he the second half of this movie is just him going all out in one of the most fun performances uh, of crime movies in the 90s. Is that because but, uh, he's Italian-American? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just like, it's just this diminutive, like, fucking dude. Like, he's just he's, he's Joey. a shit heel. What the fuck do you expect? He's got a shit heel vibes, you know? Um, But yeah, this is just such an entertaining movie. I still think it's the Wachowski's best movie. Um, Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon rule. And it's Speed just, Racer? Um, Yeah, and I really like Speed Racer. Um, I watched it after our episode, by the way, and I thought it was great. So shout out to Kyle. Uh, he is based. Uh, but no, Bound is an awesome crime movie. It's a really um, like sex- sexy movie. Like It's very good at the, those sexually charged scenes. And uh, Joey Pants is so much fun. And uh, I shout it out if you haven't seen it. It's an underrated uh, crime flick. And that is going to be the end of my list. So good episode, guys. Yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. And we're not done yet. We got plenty more waffling to do. Uh, yeah. So real quick, let's first just recap all of our lists, starting in draft order. Jaron, what did you pick? All right, so I've gone one to five, The Departed, The Raid 2, Animal Kingdom, The Godfather Part 2, and City of God. And I think soup to nuts, I've created a really great gangster list here. I mean, I've got your classic Italian-American gangsters. I've gone Boston gangsters, Indonesian gangsters, Australian gangsters, and Rio de Janeiro gangsters. I've got one from uh, all all, all corners of the globe. Um, These are some of my favorite films, especially those top four. They're all time for me, and then I love city of god and i'm really happy with what i drafted and by the by the um reactions of shock and frustration for the rest of you especially on my first couple i think everyone's a fan of my list also all righty luca take take us through your list all righty so i did the goodfellas the irishman snatch the godfather part one and the italian job so i've gone very american british with it all right and great list and Nick, what do you what did you what did you pick? Yeah, so one to five: Reservoir Dogs, Boys in the Hood, Scarface, Eastern Promises, and Killing Them Softly. And I think the common theme here is brutal violence, uh, because these movies have significant scenes where people get fucked up. So yeah, I think that's what I look for in these gangster movies. All right, and uh, I took Pulp Fiction, <laughs> Casino, Carlito's Way, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Bound. Uh, something I often go for. I have more syllables than any of you in my list, so that, <laughs> that counts for something, I think. But uh, No, um, again, I sort of went for the more fun ones because those are what I'm really into when it comes to the gangster genre. A lot of the long, dreary movies about codes of honor and stuff just doesn't really interest me. So I sort of, yeah, went with some comedies, some entertaining ones. I got a love story in there, and I got Pulp Fiction, which is probably one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Spoilers if you're following my list on Instagram. So uh, it's a very, it's very me <laughs> list. Uh, all right. So before we vote, does anyone have any honorable mentions? Uh, we'll go through in reverse order on that. Um, we, we, the, we could probably go on for hours on this. There's yeah. a lot of great stuff that didn't get picked. Uh, some of my favorites that I didn't get. Uh, another great action gangster movie is John Woo's Hard Boiled that I was close to taking mm. with that last one uh, about this cop who has to go undercover in a gang and then there's just a great action scene where he's holding a baby the whole time. It rules. Uh, an underrated one is The Drop with Tom Hardy from 2014. Oh. James Gandolfini's final oh. film. Uh, Matthias Schoenart's a great villain in that. Uh, Good really film, like dog. Movie. Sorry? Yeah. Great film, uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll shout out Road to Perdition, which I've already drafted on the show before, but uh, that's another really good one from Sam Mendes. And I'll, I won't steal all of them. Uh, the Sting, great Robert Redford, mm. Paul Newman, con man, get caught up in a gang. White Heat, which is the classic one with James Cagney, who was maybe the greatest gangster actor during like the, the early days, like the 30s and 40s and stuff. Uh, and what last one, 
the Untouchables. Uh, I'll shout out, yeah, which is yes, really great. Uh, it's more from the perspective of law men, but uh, yeah. Oh, actually, one more Miller's Crossing, Cohen Brothers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, honorable mentions. Thanks for leaving some for the rest of No, no, no. Yeah. I've uh, I, I, like, these are just some personal favorites as well. Like I, I think Widows is underrated. Yeah. Viola Davis, man. It's, it's so good in that yeah. movie. But the scene with Daniel Kaluuya in the church terrifying. is fucking terrifying. Uh, the movie that uh, walks so the departed could run infernal affairs. Uh, yeah. I think, I think if you love the departed and you haven't seen infernal affairs, absolutely need to check it out. Uh, and, uh, two more, I got the dark, the dark comedy, but about two gangster hitmen in Bruges. Martin oh, McDonough yeah. doing, uh, See, I, doing oh, some I didn't good have shit. That, well. that, but that's one of my favorite films ever. See, mm. I, I feel yeah. like I, I, yeah, it's, it's one that like teeters the line of like they're gangsters in a way. Kind of. Uh, it's like, yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. So, they're hitmen. <laughs> they're hitmen. Oh, so, it gets an honorable mention. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Marty's feature directorial debut, Main Streets, is just uh, all the time. Yeah. Like, that's just. It, it's not as polished mentions. as other movies, but it's it's awesome. Man. It's just such a. Yeah. It's such a New York movie. Uh, and the pool room fight scene is is so much fun. Luca, right, you got uh, any other mentions? Um, I feel like most of them are listed. I was going to say maybe LA Confidential. I really like. I nice. really enjoyed that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I had good. Bruges in there. Um, I was going to say Leon the Professional, but that's more Hitman as well. That showed I guess. up that's... on a lot of lists when I was looking, yeah. but I, I don't count that one. No, I do I love that movie. But... That. And yeah, that was that was pretty much it. They've all been sorry. I stole like, listed. All. You just stole all of them. I was, like, <laughs> I was going down the list like, oh, there it is. <laughs> And I also Jaren. don't know fully if I would count LA Confidential because it's again it's mostly lawmen and 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 hitmen, mm. but that movie's so fucking underrated. Um, yeah. I've got a couple as well that Jacob didn't take. Um, American Gangster, I think, is really good. Ooh. I'm a big fan oh, of that movie. Um, Scorsese's Gangs of New York um, are yeah. really good, and I think Bully the Billy the Butcher is one of the all time performances in any gangster movie. Um, he's so good in that. Um, a Bronx Tale is uh, one of Robert De Niro's films. He's also in it, very underrated. He's doing dual work there, really great. And then a movie that Jacob recently watched and hated, but is one of my favorites. It was in my top 12, is Once Upon a Time in America by Sergio Leone. Uh, we won't waffle on about that because there's some contentious thoughts that I fucking love Once Upon a Time in America. I love The Irishman. It's a great takedown of what uh, being a gangster really means in reality as opposed to being glorified. It's like the Irishman if it was like really bad. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Boiling tape. It's the Irishman oh, with like so way gosh. more gratuitous rape Damn. scenes. I mean, which is like any. They're not fucking glorified. It's not like yeah, go, look at this uh, man go. He's raping that woman. Hell yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't know. You're supposed to hate it. The film. It's the film's pretty romantic. Uh, anyway, let's let's not go down that road. Uh, yeah, we'd be here for ages. Let's steer away from that. <laughs> I was I I had to get something in there. Um, that's all, Jaron. Yeah, that's it. Also, just the one I alluded to before, I forgot to mention Andrew Dominic's Chopper, which I think is really good. Yeah, too. Chopper's unreal. Um, another good, so good. gangster movie. Um, all right, so it's time to vote. Uh, we're gonna vote in draft order. So, Jaron, you got the first picks, but you are yes. gonna have to deal the first blow. Who are you gonna be taking? I will. I think um, Jacob, uh, a comment he made earlier was a bit of an oxymoron. He said he got the most syllables um, of any list. He's also got the most films with one word titles. Um, so I like that. It's a good balance there. I am both sides, um, so I always come out on top. Yes, he's also going to be the one outright that's not in contention for me. Unfortunately, I haven't seen Bound. Um, I don't really like Lockstock. Carlito's way I like. And then Casino and Pulp Fiction are all time, all time for me. Mm. But those last three kind of take it away. Um, Nick, I love your list. Boys in the Hood, I really thought, like I said, would slip to me. I love Boys in the Hood. I love Reservoir Dogs. Love Scarface. Eastern Promises and Killing Them Softly, I both really like. Um, they're not all time for me, but I do like them. But Luca, I have to take Luca. He's got Goodfellas, The Irishman, and The Godfather, which are three of my all-time favorites. Um, and then Snatch and The Italian Job, I both really like. So that is a that's a perfectly balanced list for me with three of the best films of all time. All right, and Nick, on your debut, who gets your vote today? It's We're going Luca, right? Draft order. <laughs> Draft order. Oh, oh, I'm brain brain. <laughs> Jumping ahead, he's just jumping. Luca. Normally it's Jaron I stitch up and skip over, but uh, Luca, I'm so sorry. Who are you voting for? Oh, I'm kind of honestly after that after that praise, I'm kind of thinking Jaron, but I think I'm going to stay with Jacob. Honestly, Pulp Fiction, Casino, Lockstock. I just like I haven't seen the other two, which you know I'm kind of sad about. But 
that's I just yeah I love that list. There's so many films on there just have inspired me so much. And I just yeah I'm gonna take Jacob. I'm gonna do I'm it. I'm so sorry I ever skipped over you. Probably one of the smartest things the guest has ever said on our show. And uh, Nick, what do you got for us? I'm I'm here to throw a little spanner in the works and and leave the uh leave the last oh, vote God. up to you, Jacob, because oh, Jaren no. for me's got the movies, man. Like The Departed is my favorite movie of all time. As we said, it's my only movie on my four favorites on Letterbox. I think Animal Kingdom is arguably one of the best films to come out of this country. I'm a Godfather mm-hmm. Part Two over Part One sort of guy. I'm, out of the two people who have seen City of God, we only had praise for it as well. So, and the Raid Two is is sick. Um, Lucas List is a close second, man. Like that, like you can't go past Goodfellas and The Godfather. But just for an overall list, Jaren's got my vote, one hundred percent. Nick, you're truly one of the smartest guests we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate that eloquent vote of confidence. Thank you. All right. So, what's the, what's the tally? Is Jaren one, me one, and who, who did you vote and for, Jaren? Luca. Luca. Right, so look, it, it doesn't matter. Really. I decided my vote before we even said anything. And I, for three episodes in a row, I'm voting for Jaren. I hate it. And Ooh, we've been at war damn. all week over this episode. But um, by a lot, he wins this episode for me. And uh, he's been saying all week, Jacob's not going to vote for me because he doesn't like the Godfather. But then he came <laughs> in and really just stuck the knife in. Um, Nick and Luca, like, I like your list too. Uh, Irishman, I was really close to picking, but I haven't seen the Italian job, sadly. But Snatch is great. Goodfellas is good. Uh, Nick, I love your list as well. Um, I, I have... Oh, I lost my train of thought there, but yeah, no, great list. But it, Jaren, the list was that good. Yeah, it just made you lose your train of thought. <laughs> you didn't vote for it, but it was... You got some cool <laughs> underrated ones in there, like Eastern Promises and Killing Them Softly, which not a ton of people have seen and more people need to see. Uh, Jaron, I haven't even seen City of God, and I'm not big on The Godfather Part 2, but uh, everything I've heard about City of God points to me, I'm probably going to love it. And the top three are t- three of the greatest, um, not just gangster films, but films of all time for me. So uh, Jaron has won another episode is that three win- outright wins in a row yeah that's a hat trick brother Shit. yeah look he's come back big he's after a bit high. of a down stretch uh <laughs> how you feeling not bad i feel like maybe my emphatic pitch for the godfather part two might have <laughs> helped me get over the line because i knew that's helps, the movie that helps. might have been yeah help me up i guess uh but no i'm I, I mean nick um absolutely blows me away in terms of knowledge for gangster movies so i was uh, really glad to go head to head with him in this contest it was really fun to do it with uh, all three of you and i mean apart from jacobs um which you know the the, the bottom the bottom three are you know, there's a great list here this was um genuinely hard to choose because nick, nick also nearly had my vote um not that it would have mattered but um no <laughs> this was this was a fucking great episode great episode um and one of the smartest guests we've ever had on the podcast nick and jacob thank you boss. I'm not a guest, bro. But yeah, no, uh, seriously, <laughs> killed it. And Nick, uh, you killed it on your debut episode. But again, oh, as boys, we always you. say, you know, the person whose topic it is still hasn't won it. I've never won. So, never won outright. like, yeah. We just it's... know that we're, we're too into those deep cuts. <laughs> that's, that's why. <laughs> and me and Jaron know each other too well, so the strategy really dig, digs in <laughs> yeah. there. But I'm, I'm just stoked I got one vote on this app. I didn't think that was going to happen in a million years, so... um Thanks, Luca. Uh, but, all <laughs> Not right, very let's, smart, let's, Luca. Good, good on on that, uh, let's wrap things up. Luca, thank you so much for coming on. It's been awesome. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Oh, maybe just at uh, Scylla Sound uh, on my Instagram. But, yeah, just the He has a last name. Hey. Scylla. <laughs> there it is, the oh, last name. Oh, I just revealed the secret. Oh, my God. Scylla <laughs> Sounds is uh, currently working on a feature film in Perth right now, isn't it, Mr. Yeah, Luke? Yeah, yeah, it is indeed. Well, it's working that on definitely some, some doesn't shorts. get talked about on every Very episode of this podcast. <laughs> hey, I've got to promote it anywhere I can, man. All right. <laughs> you do. Thanks, man. All right. And uh, speaking of promoting, Nick, thank you so much. You've been awesome. Um, what do you want to shout out today? No, thank you for having me on, boys. Uh, if you just jump on Instagram at Nick's Flicks Fix, you'll find uh, all my 60-second reviews there. I'm a 60-second man in more ways than one. And uh, if you hit the link tree by uh, link in there, you'll find all the stuff for Novastream, all my reviews and interviews for those guys. But no, this has been, this has been a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I really thank you, uh, thank you guys for having me on. Excited to 60 get you seconds, guys that's back impressive. soon. I haven't broken Maybe 30 even yet. next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, you uh, can follow the podcast on Instagram at the Film Draft. You can follow me on Instagram at Jacob Watches Films. I'm currently counting down my top 100 favorite films of all time on there, which is uh, 
I'm spending way too much time on this. Please read them. Um, I need this. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a few of the films we talked about in this episode on there. Um, and on the film draft, you know, go vote uh, every week. You can vote for who your favorites were on the episode. I have a feeling Jaron might win this one too with the fan vote. But uh, that that's pretty much it from me. Jaron, take us home. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Again, like Jacob said, find us there. You can find me at Just An Idea Productions on Instagram, where we're promoting all things we're making. We're actually in uh, in progress on two short films at the moment, as well as our feature film. So check all those out if you're interested. But one is more important than the other two, if I do say so myself. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been a really great, uh, really great episode. If you gave us at least a few minutes of your time, we're ridiculously grateful. And uh, thank you to these two awesome guests. See you next time. I'm gonna make them an offer, can Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what a day. What a lovely day. Wipe around the station a few times. Assemble. No! With the first pick in the draft. <laughs>